Before we dive into the episode, I wanted to let you know I have a free on-demand masterclass called Five Steps to Writing a Novel Without Letting Perfectionism or Procrastination Get in the Way. In this free training, I cover things like where perfectionism comes from, how it's directly linked to procrastination, and what you can do right now to start making real progress with your writing. I also talk about the problem with popular plotting methods and how they can do more harm than good, especially if you're brand new to writing. And last but certainly not least, I share some of the most common mistakes I see writers make so you can avoid them and make this the year you finish your novel. If this sounds like something you're interested in, you can sign up for free at savannagilbo.com forward slash training. One more time, that's savannagilbo.com forward slash training to get your hands on this free masterclass. This is also the time you want to take a look at your protagonist and your antagonist and ask yourself if they're well-developed or not. So do they have overarching story goals that they pursue from start to finish? Do they have believable motivations for pursuing those goals? Are the stakes of success or failure clear for both the protagonist and the antagonist? And do they change throughout the story? Ideally, your antagonist is going to be as well-developed as your protagonist, so that's something you're going to want to keep in mind at this stage, too. Your antagonist might not go through a complete arc of change, but they still should have a goal and a believable motivation and something at stake should they succeed or fail. Welcome to the Fiction Writing Made Easy podcast. My name is Savannah Gilbo, and I'm here to help you write a story that works. I want to prove to you that writing a novel doesn't have to be overwhelming. So each week, I'll bring you a brand new episode with simple, actionable, and step-by-step strategies that you can implement in your writing right away. So whether you're brand new to writing or more of a seasoned author looking to improve your craft, this podcast is for you. So pick up a pen and let's get started. In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to start editing your NaNoWriMo draft. Specifically, I'm going to share with you the first five things to do with your draft now that NaNoWriMo is over. And the good news is, is that everything we're going to cover today can be used to start editing any draft, whether you participated in NaNoWriMo or not. So if you have a finished draft or if you've just finished NaNoWriMo, you might be wondering things like, should I dive straight into revising or should I find beta readers or should I work with a professional editor, right? There's so many questions once you have a finished draft. And if you've been wondering about any of that, then you're going to love today's episode. The five steps I'm going to walk you through next will help you clear your head and get back on track for whatever the next phase looks like for you. Before we get into the specific steps, I wanted to quickly mention that I created a freebie for today's episode that will walk you through some questions to help you edit your novel. If you work through the items in this checklist, you'll come out the other side with a clear picture of what your current draft looks like and you'll be more prepared to start writing the next draft from a place of clarity and confidence. So if you want to download that checklist, head over to savannagilbo.com forward slash nano dash editing. So that's N-A-N-O dash editing. So now let's dive into the first five things to do with your draft now that NaNoWriMo is over. Step number one is to take a break. So after NaNoWriMo, your mind is going to need a little rest and recuperation time. So the first thing I suggest doing is taking a well-deserved break. There's a quote from Stephen King that says, your mind and imagination, two things which are related but are not really the same, have to recycle themselves, at least in regard to this one particular work. And if you're a fan of Stephen King or if you've read on writing, you might know that he suggests taking a six-week break from your work when you're done, but for a lot of writers, six weeks is going to feel like too long. So give yourself at least three to four weeks to decompress and refill your creative well. 
Do other things you enjoy like gardening or taking mini vacations or spending time with your family. You could even read some books in your genre and make notes of the parts you like best. Reading the works of a writer who quote-unquote got it right will not only teach you how to write better, but it will also inspire you to get back into your own draft and get started on revisions. So that's step number one, take a break. Step number two is to go back and read your draft. So once you've taken a break and it's time to come back to your draft, you want to read the whole thing through without stopping to correct anything or make any changes. The purpose of this initial read-through is just to familiarize yourself with what you wrote and to see all of the story pieces that you have to work with. One thing I do recommend here is to keep a notebook near you while you read so that you can write down any initial thoughts and feelings. Just don't go back and edit your actual draft. So that's step number two. Just read your draft and take down any initial thoughts and feelings about your story. Step number three is to read your draft again, and this time you're going to want to perform a more thorough read-through of your draft with your editor's hat on. So you're going to want to focus on the big picture elements of your story and take notes on the things that you want to fix, add, delete, or change. I don't actually want you to make the changes in your draft yet, just take notes. So I want you to ask questions like, do I know my story's main genre? And if not, that's something you're going to want to identify before you start on your next draft. Go back and listen to episode number two of this podcast where I walk you through how to choose the best genre for your story. When you do know your story genre, you're going to want to look at your draft and say, have I included the obligatory scenes and conventions of my genre or not? So if you're writing a romance, do you have a proof of love scene or do you have a scene where the lovers first meet? If you're writing a horror story, do you have a scene where the protagonist is at the mercy of the monster? Or if you're writing a performance novel, do you have a training sequence? What you're probably going to notice is that your draft is missing some of the key scenes and conventions of your genre, and that's okay because right now we're just trying to identify which ones you have and which ones you don't have in your story. And if you need help identifying what those key scenes and conventions are for your genre, go back and look through the old episodes of this podcast or search the blog on my website because I do have those listed out by genre and you can download the cheat sheet that goes along with your genre for easy reference. So remember, we're not going back and making any changes. Just take notes of any key scenes or conventions that are missing and you can go back to this later. You also want to look at things like point of view. So did you choose the right point of view for your story? And is your point of view consistent? If you have multiple point of view characters, now's the time to consider whether you need all of those point of view characters or not. This is also the time you want to take a look at your protagonist and your antagonist and ask yourself if they're well-developed or not. So do they have overarching story goals that they pursue from start to finish? Do they have believable motivations for pursuing those goals? Are the stakes of success or failure clear for both the protagonist and the antagonist? And do they change throughout the story? Ideally, your antagonist is going to be as well-developed as your protagonist, so that's something you're going to want to keep in mind at this stage too. Your antagonist might not go through a complete arc of change, but they still should have a goal and a believable motivation and something at stake should they succeed or fail. And if you're having a hard time fleshing out your protagonist or your antagonist, Go back and listen to episode number seven of this podcast where I walk you through five questions to help you develop your characters. So I will link to that and some of the other episodes I mentioned in the show notes for this episode. The next thing you're going to want to consider here is does your story feel like it has a clear beginning, middle, and end? 
And not only that, but you want to make sure those sections are the appropriate length. So in general, the beginning is going to be about 25% of your whole story, the middle will be about 50%, and the end will be another 25%. So in the beginning, you really want to set up your protagonist, the world they live in, their goals, and what's at stake should he or she fail to achieve that goal. In the middle of your story, you want your protagonist to be facing obstacles and challenges that escalate in severity as the story progresses so that he or she can learn new lessons and skills and start to transform into the person who's capable of facing the antagonist at the very end of the story. And then in the end, you want to resolve the main conflict in a surprising yet inevitable way and tie up all the loose ends for readers. So this is a great time to think about the overall structure of your story especially if you've done your homework and you've identified those key scenes and conventions for your genre, you want to make sure those are included in the right spot in your story as well. The next big picture question you want to think about is what's your story's theme or what point are you trying to make with your story? So you might have had some kind of idea about your story's theme before you wrote this draft, but more often than not, a theme is going to clarify or reveal itself once you read back through your work. So as you read through your draft again, you want to be on the lookout for the theme of your story or the thing you're trying to say to readers. So keep an eye out for that on this read through. And if you need some help or guidance about the theme of your story, go check out episode number five of this podcast where I walk you through three ways to figure out your story's theme. So I will link to that episode in the show notes as well. And remember that at this point, we're just jotting down the stuff that we want to fix on a list. So we're not going back in the draft and editing yet. You might also want to keep an eye out for things that you like about your story too, because as you revise, it's inevitable that at some point you're going to feel like your draft sucks or it's a hot mess with no hope. And when that happens, you can go back to this list of things you actually like about your draft and remind yourself that it's worth it to keep going. So that's step number three. You want to look at the big picture of your story and make a list of things to fix. Step number four is you want to make a plan. So once you've compiled your list of things to fix, add, delete, or change, it's time to make a plan for exactly how you're going to tackle these revisions. So you want to ask questions like, what date would you actually like to be finished with your next draft? And then, you know, put that date on your calendar. How many hours per day or per week do you have to write? Then you want to schedule that time on your calendar too. Do you need to enlist an accountability partner? So do you need someone like a writing buddy or a book coach to help you stay accountable? And then what will you do if your initial plan fails? So maybe schedule in some extra time or just have a backup plan if, you know, life happens and things don't go according to plan. And as I mentioned in step three, you're really going to want to start with those big picture revisions first. So those six questions we just went over in step three. Try not to get lost in the weeds of your story until you have those six big picture elements figured out first. This is going to help you make the most of your revision time and keep you focused on what really matters in your second draft. So step number four is make a plan and make a plan to execute the plan. Step number five is to get an outsider's perspective. So once you've gone through a round or two of revisions and you're confident that your manuscript is the best it can be without external input... It's time to work with some beta readers or a developmental editor. If you choose to work with beta readers, you're going to want to ask things like, which moments of the story did you like the best? Or was anything confusing? Or which scenes fell flat? Or which scenes were the most fun and convincing? Did you like the protagonist? Are they interesting? Did you root for him or her to succeed? Is the main conflict of the story clear? 
you know, things like that. So there's going to be a list of questions that depend on the needs of your manuscript and probably that depend on the genre of your story too. But hopefully those questions kind of help you get started. So once you get the beta reader's feedback, you're going to want to evaluate their feedback with an open mind and weigh everything carefully. So if more than one person says the same thing, it's probably worth deeper consideration, even if you initially disagree. So just think about it. The purpose of this round of feedback is to ferret out holes in your draft that only someone with an outsider's opinion is going to be able to see. So if you go into it with an open mind, you're probably going to be pretty pleasantly surprised with what you hear back. And something I get asked a lot from writers around this time in the process is when should I work with a book coach or a developmental editor? So how do I know if my story is even ready for a professional editor or should I just keep spending time revising it on my own? And the answer, like most things, is that it depends where you're at in the process and what you need help with. So if you'd like someone to help you develop your rough ideas and if your draft is just really messy and you really don't know what to do, then you probably do want to reach out to a book coach. And that's because they can help you work through the five steps I mentioned earlier and provide you with a method for building a strong foundation for your story. They'll also give you support and feedback on your story as you write it so you'll be learning as you go. If you've already self-edited your draft to the point of a pretty good second or third draft, then it's probably time to work with a developmental editor. So a developmental editor can review your draft and write up a summary of its strengths and weaknesses, and then also give you the next steps for making your story even better. And if you're still really not sure what kind of help you need, most book coaches or editors are willing to jump on a quick call to discuss what you're working on, what your goals are, and how they can help. Investing in an expert's advice can feel scary and overwhelming and maybe a little intimidating, but it's also what can make the difference between an adequate story and one that really works. Plus, you're going to learn a lot through the process, so it's just something to keep in mind. Now let's do a quick recap of the first five things you should do with your draft now that NaNoWriMo is over. So step one was to take a break. Try to give yourself at least three to four weeks to decompress and refill your creative well. Do other hobbies or activities that you enjoy or even read other books in your genre just to kind of cleanse your palate and get you re-inspired to dive back into your draft. Step number two is to read your draft as a reader. So after NaNoWriMo or after you finish a draft, just come back to your story and read through the whole thing without stopping to correct anything or make any changes. You can take notes on your initial thoughts and feelings, but don't go in and edit your actual draft yet. Step number three is to read your draft again, but this time as an editor. So you want to focus on the big picture elements of your story here, like genre, the obligatory scenes and conventions of your genre, the point of view you've chosen to write in, your protagonist and your antagonist and their goals and what's motivating them the structure of your story, so what happens in the beginning, middle, and end, and are those sections the appropriate length or not, and then finally your story's theme. I also suggest keeping a list of things you like about your story so that you can turn back to it when things feel hard or if you're just convinced your story's awful and it's hard to keep going. Step number four is to make a plan. So figure out when you'd like to be finished with your revisions, make sure that's a realistic goal, and then schedule it all in your calendar. So put the date you want to be finished on your calendar, schedule the hours per day or week that you want to write, and enlist help from a writing partner or a book coach if you need it. As part of your plan, I want you to start with those big picture revisions first. So those six things we just went over, because this is going to help you make the most of your revision time and just be the most efficient with this next step in the process. 
Step number five is to get an outsider's perspective. So once you've gone through your draft a few times, it's probably time to reach out to beta readers or a developmental editor or even a book coach. And as I mentioned earlier, investing in someone else's advice can be scary, but it's also what can make the difference between an adequate story and one that's truly awesome and that truly works. So that's it for today's episode. And for those of you who participated in NaNoWriMo, congratulations, whether you wrote 50,000 words or not, it's a very big undertaking. And I hope you acknowledge all the hard work you've done, no matter what you came out of the month with. Keep in mind that revising a messy first draft takes time, commitment, and hard work for sure. But if you break down the process into the five steps I mentioned above, you're going to find it's much easier to take your messy nano draft and turn it into something solid that you can feel proud of. So that's it for today's show. As always, I want to thank you so much for tuning in and showing your support. If you want to check out any of the links I mentioned in this episode, you can find them over at savannagilbo.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the show because there's going to be another brand new episode coming out next week. If you're an Apple user, I'd really appreciate it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review. Your ratings and reviews tell iTunes that this is a podcast that's worth listening to. And in turn, that helps this show get in front of more fiction writers just like you. So that's it for today's show. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Until then, happy writing.